0: Hello there everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world, whether in your RV or not. And today we actually have an RV couple who are about to set off on a big adventure around North America. So we're going to be interviewing our couple today, Richard and Anita, all about the formative stages of this plan to RV. Everything from the decision to purchase an RV, to launching a travel blog, to planning the route, to funding the adventure, and much more. So, Richard and Anita, to start off with, uh, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better. You're actually fellow Canadians uh, over there from Ontario. I'm actually from British Columbia, but currently in beautiful Ecuador. Uh, so, fellow connects, uh, let us know a little bit more about yourselves. Okay, you
1: go.
2: Okay, well, um, I'm a yoga teacher and a healer. And uh, this adventure really came about very quickly for us. Um, it... it uh, we were at the World Schooling Conference in, in uh, March in Mexico, and uh, it just really inspired us to get a move on it. So the kind of work that I do is portable work, and so it seemed like time.
1: And for me, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do on the road in terms of uh, the income piece and all of that. This, this happened a lot faster. We went to the conference in March. Uh, We decided we wanted to live this travel lifestyle, but then um, we kind of thought April next year we would start, and uh, one of the things we haven't done, we've traveled a lot of places and we haven't actually visited much of our own country, so we thought we would start in April next year when it gets warmer and travel across Canada and see both coasts and everything in between, Uh, but I ended up losing my job, and so we decided, you know what, let's just move this this trip up, Uh, let's do it as quickly as we can. Uh, we're against a bit of a deadline because, as you know, being a fellow Canadian, it can get cold here uh, past October. And if we're going to have a trailer and going to travel, um, we can't really stay in Canada. So it kind of kind of moved our plans around. We decided we're going to head south, um, visit uh, parts of the U.S. for at least five months until it gets warmer here, and then head back up and do our Canadian uh, trip as our second leg of the travel. So um, I'm trying to figure out what to do on the road. Um, and that's part of what I hope you can help me with, with your podcast and watching a lot of other podcasts and trying to figure out how to make a living. So for now, it's going to be primarily savings-driven, I would say, <laughs> until we can figure out how to how to get ourselves, you know, to a, a proper income level to be on the road for a year.
0: Well, we've interviewed uh, probably about fifteen or twenty different uh, RBRs who are uh, generating multiple streams of income online. Everything from coaching to mastermind groups to online courses, travel blogging, uh, you know, uh, the list is endless, uh, you know, uh, so definitely encourage you guys to watch and listen to some of our previous interviews, not just for uh, Richard and Nida, but everyone who's uh, thinking of setting off on the road, you know, we have about 280 interviews already on our podcast, so we have a, a great uh, resource library uh, full of people who have already um, uh, started this dream lifestyle. So Richard and Anita, uh, walk us through uh, everything from the decision to the implementation. There are a lot of steps, and I think this will be really valuable for people who are watching now who are thinking of, uh, who are, uh, think of setting off on the road. What was all the major things you needed to do in terms of um, the decision, selling stuff, saving, telling your friends and family, organizing stuff back in Canada to set off on this uh, grand adventure?
1: Okay, well I, I guess the, the first thing we had to figure out, um, we're up against a deadline as I said, and we, we own a house here, and we had first decision I guess was what do we do with our house? And uh, we, we thought, you know, do we sell our house, do we rent our house, what do we, what do, we do with that? Um, we were pretty sure we wanted to return to the same area when we were done our travels, so we decided um, that selling the house probably wasn't the best option for us, so we decided to rent. Um, We're in a really hot housing market here in this part of Ontario and We were a little worried that if we came had sold the house and wanted to come back into the housing market We weren't sure if we'd be able to afford the house Um, so in the end we decided we'll keep our home base and Have something to come back to in a year, so uh, we decided we would lease the home for a year Uh, We haven't actually done that yet. We decided to engage with an agency Uh, We could have tried to do it ourselves, but a lot of problems with that one is you know we've never really screened tenants before Are we going to get the right tenants? Are we going to be able to afford the property? Are they going to take care of it? So we thought an agency would be better at helping us find the right tenants. We also were a little worried about being on the road hundreds of miles away. What do you do when you're on the road and you're in Texas, for example, and something happens at the house? You know, How do we take care of that? So we decided an agency was the better way to go. Um, So that's what we did. We engaged an agency. We we interviewed a couple and and narrowed it down pretty quickly and, and got an agency working for us. And they, I've showed the house twice now, two different evenings where they had multiple people come through the house. Uh, The last one was last night. And uh, he's pretty optimistic that he found um, a potential tenant for us. So now it's all the paperwork. He's got to go through all the paperwork, make sure that they're on the up and up and uh, maybe the great people for our house. So that's where we're at right now. We still haven't even rented the home. Um, We're obviously into September. We thought we'd start October 1st. So potentially it might push our travel plans back a little bit, depending on how quickly they could move into the, into the home. So that was our biggest step, I guess, is just like what do we do with the house? And then um, the second steps were, you know, we've never RV'd before, we don't own an RV. Uh, we didn't even have it, we didn't have a vehicle to pull an RV. So one of the things we did early on is we bought a truck um, to be able to pull an RV. So we have at least that piece taken care of. Uh, but now it's trying to find a place where I actually live in. And uh, being that it's the end of the season here in, in this part of Canada, uh, we're hoping some better deals will come up. People are getting a little desperate. They're going to have to store their RV or, or winterize it. And we're hoping that uh, because of that, there'll be people who are a little more motivated to want to partner with their RV right now. So we're scouring the ads. We're reaching out to people. We are a little limited in what we can pull. Our truck is uh, uh, limited in what it can pull. We didn't, you know, go all out and buy a, you know, like a, a really, uh, I guess, heavy-duty truck, so it's more of a light-duty truck, so we've got to make sure that our weight comes in where we need it to be. So that's our limiting factor right now is trying to find the right RV that gives us living space we want, but doesn't weigh too much so we can actually pull it. So those are the big things. We haven't even finished the big things yet. We haven't rented our house, and we haven't bought an RV. So a lot of those things have to come together very, very quickly for us to be able to leave want to be so that's kind of where we're at right now.
2: But I just want to say, clearly, you can tell we're fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants people. You know, we we have a grand plan, and I trust that the universe will uh, provide everything we need to make this flow, because it's what we're supposed to be doing now. One
1: of the things we're struggling with, um, again, because of time, is just we have a home full of stuff. So what do we do with all of our stuff? And uh, he has been great at trying to find ways to trade or sell or get rid of the things that that we we definitely can part with. Um, We're going to have to travel very, very light, so there's very little we can take with us. So um, we're we're trying to just deal with that right now, you know, taking things we don't want and and donating it or, you know, making trips to the dump to get rid of things that we we absolutely don't want and can't trade or or just our extra baggage that we don't need. So we're trying to do all those things. And that actually is taking a lot of time. Our house is in the chaos right now as we go through everything to uh, to separate what we want, what we don't want, what we're boxing up uh, that we're going to keep. We decided we're going to leave our garage uh, out of the rental agreement so that we have a storage area uh, because otherwise we'd be paying money to rent a storage unit every month. And why why should we do that really when we have some built-in storage here at the house? So so those are the things we're going through right now, um, more on the practical level of just kind of getting ready and purging everything to be able to.
2: And, and I just want to add that I, I feel like us as a family, we're not huge consumers, right? We used to own an eco store and just in general, we're not bought into the whole consumer mentality. And even with us, I'm flabbergasted at the amount of stuff. Like, It's just incredible. And when you start to go through it, and I've been, I've been working with the, um, the Con Marie, uh sort of idea that if I don't love it, Out the door it goes, now, like enough of
0: that. (laughs) I definitely can relate to your struggles Uh, when we left our hometown of Vancouver. uh, You know, we had to go through a lot of purging. It felt good. (laughs) It felt good to cleanse, to release, and obviously the stage you're at is a little bit stressful with selling and getting rid of stuff and planning and purchasing. So I can definitely uh, understand the stress associated with all these things. Uh, But uh, I, I love your positive attitudes. Uh, knowing that will work out even though you might not see the big picture you can see the, the steps and uh, as long as you walk the steps everything will go according to plan so definitely wishing you the best there um, in terms of um, the RV purchase that's a big decision that people have to make when they decide to go on RV uh, when they go on an RV adventure what type of RV to get um, so maybe you can walk us through the different classes there's about four or five major classes of RV and then uh, uh, tell us about your decision-making process on how you've narrowed it down to the one that you're going to choose that's perfect just for you guys.
1: Sure. Well, we looked at initially before we bought our truck, we're looking at all the different classes. Do we buy a big motorhome and travel in a motorhome? You know, it's a Class A, right? It's the more bus-like units out there. Um, Do we buy a Class B, which is more like a, a travel camper van type of thing? That, that was something potentially we could have looked at. And we decided it wasn't an option for us. It'd be too small. There's two of us and our daughter and our dog, so that wasn't really going to work. Uh, and we felt like full-time living in a small little unit like that just wasn't going to work. The Class A we did we we took out of the equation pretty quickly as well because of one cost. I mean, they can be very expensive. Um, we felt like it was a little bit too much living space for us. We'd heard that they're a little bit hard to maneuver if you're going to certain state parks or or areas that. Sometimes they can be a little bit too big, too large, and hard to get into some spots, so we decided that the Class A was not where we wanted to go either. So that really just left us, sorry, go ahead.
2: I just want to say, too, with the Class A, there were two other pieces for us that knocked it out. One, if we come back, then, you know, we can't drive a Class A to work. You need to have a car, right? And then the second piece was, if you're in an accident with a Class A, that can be pretty detrimental, and, and that just, uh, you know, for my child, that was that was just not okay for us.
1: So. And, and also, when you get to your destination and you want to travel around, you pretty much have to tow another vehicle behind the Class A, so we just decided, if we're going to tow a vehicle, why don't